welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am Frank LaRosa, your host, and I am joined with my right-hand compadre, Dale Dempsey. What's going on, Dale? Well, feeling great. Feeling good. We're in the new studio, I see. (laughs) Well, not not, not totally sure. Sort of. Well, look, when you're a business owner, this one of the things, I actually took a picture of the before and the after. When you're a business owner, you try to be as efficient as you can with your space. And so this is our new studio, but if you blink your eyes, it'll be where I meet <laughs> greet people all, all the time. So right now it's our studio, but we did get a new sign. It's pretty cool. It is like pretty a cool. Steel graphite kind of thing going on. Yeah, but I'm happy with that, along with some of the core value stuff that we built out, put out all over the office, and that was one of the evolutions that we made this year. So we're really, but it's good to have you on here. It's been a while since you've been on. Well, thanks. I've been, I've been good doing to be my back. thing. You've been working closing business, which is. What I'd like to what see I'm supposed you doing. to do, yeah. <laughs> That's my One job. One of us has got to do it. Yeah. Right, exactly. Well, yeah, when we're both doing it, which is most of the time. Yeah, right. We're going to try to bang out a couple of these things today because we are so busy, which is great, but just a lot of stuff has come up and- <sighs> Yeah. I mean, look, we're even- So actually, my opinion, 2020 went by pretty fast. We are deep into Q4, right? We're looking at November- right now, basically. It's like, yeah. It's like next week, right? Yeah. For everybody who wished Easy. 2020 to be over quickly. I mean, maybe I was one of those people at times. Here we are, right? So we're in the last, I don't know, what is it? Six to eight weeks before you could even consider be changing firms. Yeah. Everybody's looking at doing end of the year meetings. Everybody's probably grappling with so many unknowns coming into next year. But as you like to say often, and I think this is a great quote, Never let a good crisis go to waste. And as I've been saying today- I don't say that like, that's what I'm trying to do, but what I'm saying is I've been in this business, this industry a long time, and there are firms that I say, no, they're going to use that one as powder and as smokescreen to do and drive their initiatives. And you know they like to never let a a good crisis go to waste. Right. And uh, yeah, to your point, I think that- yeah, you, know, you were talking about this the other day. So, well, yeah, I was. I was saying also, tis the season, yeah. and not to be jolly, but it's the end of the fiscal year. Firms are looking at the revenue loss, revenue gain, but inevitably, what we see over and over every year is at the major institutions, advisors and clients end up realizing less money. It's just been yeah. the trend ever since I've been doing this. Is that's been a, a long term trend? Well, look, I've been doing this a long time, too long actually. It's getting long. I was trying to figure that out the other day. It's way too long. And there's one thing that's been consistent with my 25 years in the business, and that is, firms can't help themselves from making changes at this time of the year, right? So I always say it's it's that time of the year again, and people don't understand that. I'm like, yeah, oh, you wait. Now is the time where you start to see things coming out from different firms and it's just in their nature to have to make changes for change sake, right? And I think one of the big ones, which is really where this conversation is coming from is 
last week, Wells Fargo made this announcement that they were going to discontinue the match into the uh, 401k plan for everybody. Right. And th- that lasted all of about an hour <laughs> on the news well, cycle. By and the then, way, uh, they pushed back. I think, yeah, they pushed back, but I think that's actually bad news for advisors in some ways. Because what's that other, when the, let's throw a third saying out there, the devil no, you know is better than the devil you don't know. Right, right. So my guess is, gun to my head, Wells Fargo is still going to get their pound of flesh it's just going to come in a different way that's harder to to, to you're figure just out. Not gonna, exactly. You're just not going to know where it's coming from. <laughs> but they're getting it, yeah. definitely. Those types of things boggle my mind. They boggle my mind in terms of like, man, one of these firms going to learn a lesson, but they just can't help themselves. And for a firm to come out with that kind of decision, which wasn't made in like an hour, right? That was talked about and they had a compensation committee look at it and then they had people review it. I'm sure they had attorneys look and review it. Can we do this? And all those things. And then within the matter of, I won't say days. It was about, it was about it was, 24, 48 hours. Yeah, it was less than that, right? They just said, oh, sorry, we rethought this and we decided we're not going to do it. Like, really? Duh. I'm not just necessarily picking on Wells Fargo because other firms have done stuff like this in the past, Right. And maybe this is just me venting, but I don't understand why firms have to do these things. And well, I do understand, right? Because there's people in those roles that feel like they have to show value for what they're being paid for, right? Isn't it true? Right. I mean, look, maybe I, I might get a little bit of political here. I'm not really political, political, but in terms of the, sort of like what's going on with the COVID as an example, right? You have all the, the scientists and people out there and everybody's got a different opinion. So I don't, it's not about opinions, but, but the fact of the matter is scientists and people that work in that space all the time, they're only going to see issues related to COVID and those types of diseases and all that stuff, right? That's how they see the world. So everything's going to be bad because that's just in their nature. Just like if you're in the compensation group at a firm, you're going to see things in terms of how can we save dollars by changing compensation, compliance people. HR people, you're in that space because of who you are as an individual and, and how you think and how you process stuff and all that stuff. But for advisors listening to this, I think that they should be well aware of what's happening behind the scenes that they might not know now. Right now, there's a firm that's looking at the advisor compensation grid and figuring out how do we get our pound of flesh out of it this year, right? And they're going to use COVID as a smokescreen. We have, oh, well, people work from home or we took a loss, revenues down, whatever the reasons are they're going to use. They're going to use COVID as a smokescreen. What I would love to see is a firm actually say something like this. Hey, listen, we know you've had a rough year. We know that you have been holding your clients' hands during this crisis. And we also know that you yourself have gone through some change and it's been problematic for you. Because of that, we're not making any changes to your compensation. Like that would be a novel thing for a firm to do. And I would applaud them. Whoever you're, if you're listening, and I'm sure some of you are listening because we have one of the highest rated podcasts in our industry. So I'm sure people are listening. I would love for you to see that. And I will actually promote that on our next podcast. If somebody actually comes out and says that about their financial advisors, it would be awesome. Well, most of them are thinking, you're doing your job. Congratulations. 
we're not going to pay you as much, but you're going to get to keep your job. But that's the mentality. Or the other thing is, you did such a great job. We're not going to cut your compensation, but we're just going to change the goalposts. We're just going to move the goalposts a little bit further (laughs) away. That's all. But we didn't change your compensation. I would like to see someone not do anything. How about that? Like, how about not change anything? There might be a couple of firms out there that might do that. And it's primarily in the W-2 space. You know, the independent space isn't like that as much. When we're having this conversation, I'm really talking about, I don't know, four to eight large institutions out there. Right. This is their habitual Mm. nature. This is something that is a tradition for them. And it's bound to happen again. It's like when I watch movies at home, right? I can't help myself. I have to eat chips. No matter how (laughs) bad they are for me, right? Put on a couple extra pounds during COVID. I got to eat chips. Yeah. Uh, I can't help myself. And that's the way farmers are. They just can't help themselves. I think they do it too because, and actually I ran a report mm, two or three weeks ago that'll never run again. It was way too hard to do. But I figured out as a percentage of advisor movement, who was really losing the most advisors. And to my surprise, these larger institutions, while they might be losing a thousand advisors a year, give or take, it's from a percentage wise, not that big. So I can't be the only one doing this. And they're saying to themselves internally, eh, we're doing okay. We only lost 10 billion. Well, look, we'll I, be I, fine. I can, you know, in my experience, when I was a director at Morgan, I was sort of privy to some of the dialogue and conversations in that area. And they just do the math and they understand if they move the comp grid a certain amount, they can calculate within reason how much pain that's going to impose on a particular subset of advisors. And and you have a general sense of, will that push those people out the door? Will it not push them out the door? And they, they're essentially playing a game of advisor chicken, right? Because they know if they make the change, they're going to make a certain amount of money, which is right to the bottom line revenue, right? They also know if the, if the advisor leaves, they're going to keep a certain amount of those clients, although much smaller than before, okay? Especially nowadays, but that's for another conversation that will actually, well, we're going to have that conversation later. But, but then the other thing they understand is that every month that advisor is doing production, they're taking a percentage of their production and putting it in deferred compensation that mm-hmm. they're not getting back, meaning yeah. the advisor's not getting back if they leave. Right. And the firm knows that that money comes right back to them. Yep. And all of those things are built in to their decisions on what's our financial impact in addition to raising or lowering the grid by half a point or doing this or doing that. And I guess, so where the rubber meets the road on this thing is, and the message to advisors that are listening is your firms are doing this right now. So you need to be doing this right now for yourselves. You need to be thinking about where you're positioned and whether or not your firm is going to be doing stuff like this, because you have to, don't necessarily listen to what people say. You have to watch what they do. That's more important. Because everyone can say great things. It's like people, when you interview people, they can say great things or politics. Again, I'm not making a political statement here, but with politicians in general, right? They say a lot of great stuff until they get into office and then they don't do anything, right? Or they, whatever. So you have to watch what firms are doing. If you're an advisor, watch what your firm is doing in this environment to help you or not help you. You owe it to yourself at this time of the year to be sitting down. You should be doing it anyway doing a business review of your practice and your business and what you want to achieve next year and five years out. And one of those 
items for attention should be whether or not your firm is the right firm for you moving forward. And so you need to take inventory of how things have been going since this crisis, right? Have your firm made it easier for you or harder for you? We're going to cover on another episode my opinions about sort of working from home and W-2 versus independence, but it really just comes down to has your firm been there for you to make it easier for you or have they just sort of gotten in your way and then decide what you want to do with that information. And again, do it now before your firm comes out in November with a new comp plan change that's really not good for you. And then during the holidays and everything else, now you're starting to review, okay, that wasn't good. I think I might want to leave my firm. Now let's start doing a review of everything, right? Be proactive. You always, as a business owner, whether you're a practitioner or an independent financial advisor and a business owner, I believe there's a difference. Be proactive in looking at your business and what's coming down the road. It's like, you know, you're you're a big old chess player, right? You know, you have to think four or five moves ahead. By the way, I watched this great movie this weekend, not to change subjects, but uh, The Queen's Gambit on uh, Netflix. Is, uh, I started is to watch that. Friggin' awesome. My kids were awesome. distracting me, so I tabled it. Although everyone I've talked to so far likes it. We've been watched. Yeah. I think we watched five episodes already. It's It made me play chess over that, uh, which I, unbelievable. I haven't played as much recently, but um, yeah. yeah, I crushed these like sure four guys. I'm okay, sure anyway. But, but anyway, the point is, <laughs> As an advisor, you have to be thinking ahead. You have to be thinking about what's your firm. You might be thinking this and not do anything. That's okay. I'm not saying like everyone should leave their firm. What I'm saying is you have to make sure you're at the right firm for this particular time in your life, in your business career. So can I make a, I don't know, I just had this thought, maybe like opposing viewpoint. Absolutely. So as things continue to remain the same, is this potentially a year where, Maybe more firms try to be the hero and say, hey, we're not changing much of anything because they know that they're on maybe thin ice with a lot of advisors. I don't know. I guess I, I'm having that thought right now because it's, it's so unusual. So I'd like to think that. I'd like to think that. But my 25 years in the business tells me otherwise. Okay. I think there will be some firms, and I'm not going to name firms, but uh, I think there will be more than a few that won't do anything. Now, those firms have a history of not doing anything anyway, so it's not like a oh, big that's statement not fair. I'm making. That's not fair. <laughs> right. But I'll be right. But I think there are going to be firms that just can't help themselves. And primarily because, uh, not primarily, but because they are hemorrhaging. You know, And, and, yeah. and I've always said when you lose large teams in the hundreds of millions of dollars, it's hard for the remaining advisors in your office to bring on new clients at that same level. They won't. You, you, you hard, can't. it's impossible. It's near impossible, right? And there are some firms out there that are actually mandating that advisors aren't allowed to prospect. They're not allowed to make cold calls and do the things that you should be doing right now. Right and now, again, the, we'll get the into, best time ever. This to, is the best time yeah. ever. The best time ever. So we're going to get into another podcast. I don't want to go into that one, but y'all just have to keep listening because <laughs> I have another one coming out. And I'm doing a great presentation it's called the Hub Talk, well, the Advisor Hub National Conference. We're doing a, a web version this year, but I did a great presentation on on what I see coming, what was, which is what I call the sort of the COVID wave to independence. You all want to tune into that, sign up for that if you want. That was our rant and be careful what you wish for this time of the year. Uh, you may not be getting gifts in your Christmas baskets, maybe something else, if, depending on the firm you work for. So <laughs> with that said, 
Thanks for joining. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel, Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa, and also Real Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for just general sort of entrepreneurial advice, business advice, personal advice, and subscribe to the podcast, share this with people that you know. It's been great when we are talking to advisors all over the country and they say, hey, I was just listening to your podcast or, you know, I just sort of one guy said, hey, I just binge listen to all your podcasts. I'm like, I don't know if I, I appreciate that, I guess. Uh, yeah, um, of course. Great. Awesome. We didn't try to sell um, you uh, deer meat. Yeah, exactly. Well, don't get me started on the deer meat. But anyway, <laughs> thanks everybody for joining. We hope you thought the content was great. We appreciate the conversation and we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Great talk. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast.